0: Lord. Y'all, boy, listen. I tell you, when you're doing something right, it's always going to be an enemy. It's always going to be a distraction. That's just what it is. That is just what it is going to be. It is always going to be a distraction. It is always 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 going to be a distraction. That's just that's just That's just what it is, y'all. It's always going to be a distraction. Hold on, y'all. That's how I know where I'm supposed to be today is what is supposed to be happening. I already know. Because nothing, everything's been just fine, and I'm I'm losing something. Uh, mm-hmm. I already know, but I'm going on in Jesus' name for sure. Period. Because this is where I need to be. And this is where I'm going to, I'm going to stay right here and I'm not moving because I know, because I know. Telling y'all, I am telling y'all. There we go. I, I'm, I'm telling you, y'all. Just, just not. I'm gonna sit here and I was gonna pray, and I was gonna go ahead and let what needs to be done done, and let God do whatever that needed to be done, so that His work can be performed, not mine, but the Lord's. And I'm just going to continue. I'm going to do what God called me to do. I'm going to say what God called me to say. And I'm going to go where He calls me to go. In spite of, I'm moving on in Jesus' name. I'm moving on in Jesus' name. I thank God for my husband. Lord knows I do. I thank God for him pushing me. I thank God for him encouraging me. In spite of how I act. In spite of how we act. The Lord holds us in his hands. And I am grateful. And I am humbled to know that I truly have a man of God. I don't take it for granted. I do not. He has continued. Good afternoon, Deacon Rapids. He has continued to give wisdom. He has continued to give love. Y'all don't even understand. Woo. Y'all don't even understand. Y'all don't even understand. But I do. I do. Good afternoon, Evangelist Tina, Prophetess Tina, Woman of God. Good afternoon. Hello, Heather. Y'all come on in. I'm telling y'all, this is going to bless you. Listen, and I'm going to tell you why it's going to bless you. Because the Lord had given me instructions and what I needed to do for this lesson on today. My God, my God, why has you forsaken me? But that's actually, let me fix that. So y'all be like, he didn't say no, he said. Yeah, let me, let me change that. Y'all won't be in y'all feelings. Listen, I know... Now, listen, um, and I don't know if I said this the other day, but uh, I come from my string yard, and y'all, my lipstick is red. And <laughs> know somebody was like, girl, why are you worried about that lipstick? I was like, because I want somebody to know that it's red, and I don't understand, and I'm not understanding why it is not showing that color, but I think it's the setting in my phone. Let me fix my lash. Yeah, I had to fix my little lash. Okay, listen. So I want you all to know that I'm coming from my, I'm coming. um, This is on my YouTube channel, Serena Holloway Deliverance Ministries. This is on my Instagram, Lady underscore Holloway. And this is on my Facebook page, Dr. Serena Matthews Holloway. I believe that's what my page name is. I don't remember. But um, I'm gonna give my testimony and I'm gonna pray that it blesses you all on today because my testimony is going to I believe, and I believe that the Lord wants me and, and now and I don't give this testimony often. I don't, I don't give this testimony often, I only give it when God um tells me to use it and so because i am doing the teachings on the last seven words of jesus christ i thought it was very beneficial very useful for for such a time as this and because the the fourth thing that the lord has that jesus had stated he said my god my god why hast thou forsaken me and it's it's dealing with spiritual sufferings okay Hey, Lene is dealing with spiritual suffering. So I'm going to give my testimony and I'm and I pray that those who hear it, you're encouraged, you're blessed. And and I pray that um, this is I don't take it for granted um, and and what God does for me concerning my life. And some of you will understand. And I'll I'll show this. I'm going to try to show this. Hold on. Let me see if I can turn this this way so y'all can see. Y'all can probably can't see that. But I had this um, put on my arm. Some of you may be able to see it. Some of you can't. Some of you agree and some of you may not. But it's not about you. It's about me. It's about the Lord. But when God saved me, he delivered me. And when he delivered me, he saved you. Saved by grace. Amen. My Instagram, y'all probably can't see that. It's fine. But let's see. I'm going to turn that around so y'all can see it. Y'all see that? When God saved me, he delivered me. And when he delivered me, he saved you saved by grace. Amen. So I wanted to share that um I got that on I got that in um 2021. 20, um in August, I believe. Might have been July or August, I don't remember. But um I did that because um in 2009 um the Lord called me Well, I answered the call. He called me way before then. But in 2009, I answered the call to walk into ministry. Hey, Lady Ravazine, I answered the call to walk into ministry, to do what God had called me to do. When I did my initial sermon, uh, my message was wanted, dead or alive. And it came from Saul being changed into paul and sometimes we don't understand the name change sometimes we don't understand um the changes and the shift that the lord needs us to be in because of the plans that he has for us so we're all born into sin some may not be born into sin i don't know so let me just give my percentage like i usually do um, ninety-nine. Hey, so as I give this testimony, some of you will be able to understand. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Evangelist Amelia. So good to see you. Keep praying for me, woman of God. And so um, as I give my testimony, you all need to understand that there's a meaning, um, not just a season, but there is a meaning. Um, concerning your life. There is a meaning concerning your marriage. There is a meaning concerning your health. There is a meaning um, concerning your strength. There is a meaning when you are walking in the calling that God has chosen you to. And so when I got this tattoo on my arm, it did shock a lot of people. And for the record, no, ma'am, no, sirs. I did not get this because my husband had did it when he had a quadruple heart bypass. Um, I have been wanting one since I was 20 years old and I changed my mind because a friend of mine went first and she let that tear fall from her face. And I was like, "Mm, "Nope, I'm good. And so I didn't. So um, it was never an issue for me. It was never a conviction for me. Even when I became a Christian, even when I became a pastor, even when I became a mother, a wife, it never it never um, left me. This is something that I had always wanted to do. But I, I feel like during that time when I got it last year, um, I believe that it was a time of meaning, um, a time of purpose, um, a time of a plan that it wasn't so much to, to make somebody do something that they don't want to do. What your beliefs are is what your beliefs are. If you believe in them, then so be it. And if you don't, still so be it to each his own. Everyone has a different relationship when it comes to the Lord, but his word still remains the same. But it's still about conviction and correction. So but if the Lord has not convicted you and you're doing something, it's going to it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn around to um, and Jesus said in his word when he was talking to his disciples we're all going to be offended. Offense will come. You're going to offend somebody in some area in some time of your life and it really doesn't matter if you're doing good and it really doesn't matter if you're doing bad. At the end of the day, somebody's going to be offended. And sometimes you may be that one that's going to be offended. Amen. And so my testimony began in 2004. And the testimony is this. Um let me pray first. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me pray first, and then let me give you the scripture to Mark chapter fifteen. So let me go ahead and put that in here now. I know some of y'all are like, girl, I, uh, I'm always going to be led by the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit speaks, I'm always going to follow Him. So y'all bear with me just for a moment while I give you what the saith the Lord first after I have prayed. Amen. So. 1534 and i'm going to read i'm going to pray and then i'm going to read um the scripture amen so you should all get your bibles you should all get your bibles and follow along with me as i begin to read the word of god amen so um so let me get to where i need to be mark 15 and 34. okay But of course, I'll start at the 33rd verse, but let me pray first. Lord God, I thank you for waking me up this morning, closing my right mind with the activities of my limbs. Lord God, I ask you to cover me and that you keep me. Lord God, I ask that this testimony in your word is not mocked, is not. Um, it, it won't bring offense, but if they are offended, Lord God, I pray that you touch their heart, their mind and their spirit. Lord God, I ask you on today that you forgive me of any sin that I might have done and not known that I've done in the mighty name of Jesus. So forgive me for the sins that I've known that I've done and forgive me for the sins that I've not known that I've done. Lord God, God, continue to create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. Lord God, my desire is to please Uh, is to please you my desire is to encourage the people my desire is to help those who need to be helped my desire is to show those who who need to understand your word who needs to understand your way who needs to understand your will so god i ask you that you will cover me with your blood god cover me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet lord god that i give my testimony with clarity and direction that i give my testimony with 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 love and compassion that i give my testimony so that it will be a light before the, the men and women of this world that it will be a light to bring them out of darkness into a marvelous place that it would bring it would be a light to bring life and to bring it more abundantly lord god in the mighty name of jesus and lord god i pray for those who may be offended i pray for those who may be affected i pray for those who may be hurt still god i pray for those who may be feeling some type of way still god i pray for them even right now lord god that they will not allow the hurt not allow the the issue not to allow the struggle to consume them to overshadow them lord god but they will recognize your hand. They will recognize your heart. They will recognize your will, Lord God. They will recognize your your saving power, Lord God. They will recognize your deliverance power, Lord God. They will understand that you are a mind regulator and a heart fixer, God. And they will understand that what you've done for one, you may do for others, God. But they have to seek you with all diligence, Lord God. They must believe in you with their whole heart, Lord God. They must must know that you are still in the business of healing. You're still in the of doing signs and wonders and, and working miracles. They need to know that you're still in the business to regulate the mind and to correct the heart. So God, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. God, I still thank you more today than yesterday that you saved me, Lord God. And it was your grace that kept me, Lord God. And I'm thankful and I'm grateful, Lord God, because it was nobody but you. You saved me, you sanctified me, you set me apart. You gave me the gift of discernment. You gave me the gift of laying hands. You gave me the gift of teaching. You gave me the gift of showing. You gave me the gift of help. You gave me the gift to evangelize. You gave me the gifts to know. You gave me the gift to see God. And I thank you for every gift, God. I thank you for every thing that you've done in my life, Lord God, I thank you for this place, Lord God, because God, I know you know, some know that I could have been dead and gone in my grave, but God, you saw fit to keep me alive. And God, I thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, I thank you for my children. I thank you for my grandchildren, because if I would have had my way, I would not have this. But but, but because I've done it your way, Lord God, and I allowed you to lead me and I allowed you to, to pick me up from a hurtful place, from a broken place, from an unsaved place. You kept me, God, for such a time as this. And God, I thank you for every word, for every place, for every direction. So, God, I thank you. I love you. I bless your name and I glorify you. And I offer salvation on today. If somebody watches this or they're listening and they don't know that you are God, they don't know that Jesus is your son, that they don't know the power of your spirit, that they will know after today that you are a God, a delivering God. A God of help, a God of hope, in the mighty name of Jesus. So God, we thank you. God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And God, we thank you. We love. We bless your name. We glorify you, and in name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name we pray. And we all say, Amen, Amen, and Amen, Amen. The word of today, on day four of the last seven words of Jesus Christ and it's in mark 15 and i will start at the um 33rd verse and it says and when the sixth hour was come there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour and at the ninth hour jesus cried with a loud voice saying illyai that sa- i knew this y'all i knew this devil you was a liar iluai, iluai, lama sabathani. Which is being interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them that stood by when they heard it said, behold, he calleth Elias. And one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink, saying, let alone, let us see whether Elias will come to take him down. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost and the veil of the temple was rent in two from the top to the bottom. And when the centurion which stood over against him saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. And I need y'all to hear just that part right there. Truly, this man was the son of God. And so many times we go through spiritual sufferings, they're looking for you to die. They're looking for you to give up. They're looking for you to throw in the towel. They're looking for you to suffer. But truly, you will be seen in the end that you were, you are, well, you were a man or a woman of God. You were a man or woman of faith. You were a man or woman of belief or however they will see you. But they need to see, they don't need to see you from what you looked before. They need to see you for how you look today. How you look now? And so forty and 41 says, there were also women looking on afar off, among whom was Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James, the less in of Joseph, or and Salome, who also, when he was in Galilee, followed him and ministered unto him and many other women which came up with him unto Jerusalem. And, and I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there just for a moment. And so I want to go ahead and, and give you all my testimony of my encounter with the Lord and how it began. And I, and I see the time because I don't want to spend so much time on my testimony, but I want to hit some major points of it so that it's going to line up with my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? And because you have to understand that so many times when we begin to go through, so many times when we begin to struggle through, so many times life happens, betrayal happens, hurt happens, denial happens, uh rejection happens, abuse happens, uh, emotional abuse, verbal abuse. We go through, and so the three things I want to point out on today concerning my testimony is denial hurt and betrayal because that's also what jesus went through denial hurt betrayal and so in that in that scripture will back it up to let you know that no matter what you go through no matter what you deal with no matter who comes against you god is there His word in the beginning said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. His word in the beginning says, don't be dismayed. Don't be in despair. Don't worry. Don't stress. The same way I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. The same way I was with Elijah, I'm going to be with you. The same way I was with Joseph, I'm going to be with you. The same way I was with Abraham, I'm going to be with you. The same way there was with your mom, I'm going to be with you. So in that, you have to understand, and I, and I did, I, paid, I paraphrased that a little bit, because you have to understand when Moses told the Israelites to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, Hold your peace. The Lord will fight for you. And you have to understand that the Lord will fight for you. He will fight for you. You may feel like he's not with you. You may feel like he doesn't hear you. You may feel like he is nowhere in the room, nowhere in the circumstance, nowhere in the event. But he is there. He is with you. But you have to be in a place to feel him. You have to be in a place to to know that he's there. You have to be in a place to understand him. You have to know. God doesn't walk away from us. We walk away from God. That's why James 4 tells us to resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's why James 4 says... Uh, draw nigh to God and God will draw nigh to you. That's why James Four says, submit yourself therefore to God. It's about humility. So listen, my testimony. So in two thousand and four, I, I went through some stuff. I went through I went through. I, I went I went through. I had we my husband and I had already been going through a horrible horrible marriage. Um, we're we're now at our tenth year in marriage. May of two thousand and four. We're now in our tenth year of marriage, and it is broken. It is horrible. It is horrific. It is not in a good place. And when my granddad passed, and then my uncle passed on my granddad's funeral day, and which was his oldest son, and then my aunt passed six months later. So, uh, and then going through a major separation where I had made a choice that I was no longer staying in this marriage, that I had made a choice that I was no longer going to be married to my husband, that I had made a choice that I had literally had enough and I felt like there was no way out. I felt like nothing was going to change. I felt like he wasn't going to change i wasn't going to change i wasn't looking for change he wasn't looking for change he's he never been um uh, wasn't taught how to be a father i wasn't taught how to be a mother um uh spiritually he was going off word but wasn't doing the word um fleshly i wasn't just i was just living i was just surviving hello pastor maples i was just not wanting to do god not wanting to do church not wanting to be married to a minister i was not wanting to do anything concerning ministry it's like we got married and he got saved (laughs) i kid you not we got married and he became a deacon we got married and then he, he became a minister we in marriage and he became he was elevated in the lord and i'm just like what is happening this is not the life that i wanted this is not the life that i saw for me this is not what i wanted like at all so in may of 2024 i mean when may of 2004 came um things began to happen and we had left the previous ministry in 2000 so i was in a church from 1996 when i got saved um but I was barely saved. So from 1996 to 2004, I was just living. I was just breathing. I was just not doing, you know, you're sitting in church because you're told you need to be in church with your husband because he's a minister. You're sitting in church because you told you don't want nobody coming for your husband. You you sitting in church because you're you're, you're you're in church and you're in church for all the wrong reasons. You're not in church to, to, to get deliverance. You're not in church to get salvation. You're not in church to get the, to get a change. You're in church for the, the husband. You're in church for the wife. You're in church because it's a family church. You're in church because that's what you're supposed to do. You're in church because you was raised in church. You know, there's so many reasons why people are in church, but a lot of them are not in the church for the right reason. And the right reason is Jesus Christ, who's supposed to be your life. Who's supposed to be your help? Who's supposed to be your your refuge, your safe place? But I was not in church for all the right reasons i was there for all the wrong reasons and nothing was happening nothing was shifting so so much hell was taking place so much chaos was taking place so much drama was taking place everywhere i turned i was getting body blows i mean i was getting uppercuts i mean listen i'm trying to get y'all to understand that this thing right here was it was taking me out now and i'm talking from that place I'm talking from that place right there. That place is how I felt that I'm trying to, I'm, I'm confused about, okay, I'm married, but I'm still in hell. I'm married, but nothing is changing. I'm married, but I'm still being treated like these rest of these brothers in the streets. I'm married and there's no respect. I'm married and there's no love. I'm married and nothing is happening, but we're in church. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me because see you can be in the house of the Lord all day long and still don't have peace and still don't have joy and still don't have compassion and still don't have love and still don't have right teaching and still don't have Jesus. You are just in a building. Your body is there, but your mind is somewhere else. Your body is there, but your spirit is somewhere else. Your body is there, but you're not there. you're just a shell sitting in a building while the word is going forth, but it's not sticking to your body. It's going in one ear and right out the other. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody on today that you need to really understand the suffering the agony that jesus endured while he was in the garden of gethsemane which then led him to the cross to be more hurt to be more devastated to see more people crucify him and when you are in this walk for the lord when you say yes to the lord when you surrender your life to the lord it's for his purpose y'all think it's for suffering but it's suffering for the Lord's sake. Y'all think it's for personal suffering, but it's suffering for the next person's sake. It's for souls to be saved, souls to be healed, souls to be delivered, but we take it personal. We take it personal. And when you take it personal, you're going to be hurt. You're going to be hurt. You're going to be devastated. You're not going to understand. You're not going to comprehend it. You're not going to be like, what is, let me just move this from here. You're, you're going to be, This it's just not, it's just not. You're not going to get it. You're not going to receive it. You're not going to apply it. You're not going to accept it. You're not going to walk in it. You're not going to go towards it. You're not. And why is this? Because when you set up in your mind what you're not going to do, then that's why the struggle becomes unbearable. And you have to understand that on today, when you feel like it's unbearable, but it's doable. It's not unbearable. It's doable. It becomes unbearable when you won't just humble yourself, when you just won't do what God has required you to do, when you just won't read your word, when you won't obey the commandments of the word, when you don't understand what's happening with your life. Spiritual sufferings. When you've been called and you ain't going, Y'all like children. We call our children to come here when they've done something wrong. And some of us is chasing them around the house. I don't chase you. I don't do that. I'm going to stand right there. What I'm not going to do is chase you. What I'm not going to do is wear myself out chasing you. What I'm not going to do, but if you make me chase you, but when I get a hold of you, you're going to wish you would have just stood still and took it. Y'all don't hear me. And sometimes we feel like God is supposed to chase us. We, 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 we feel like that, that God is obligated to bring us out of something that we put ourselves into. Can I be real with it? Can I be a little transparent? Jesus volunteered to come here for us. He volunteered he volunteered. He volunteered. And when he got to the place, when he really saw what was about to happen, he was like, oh, mm no, 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 no. Lord, I'm gonna need you to, uh, is it too late for somebody can, can I, can, can I tag somebody in? michael what what, what what he doing right now what what you got him doing is he back from vacation can we just bring my can we just what hey can we bring back david <laughs> hey listen joe lord listen you 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 considered joe was saying because you already knew that joe can 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 handle and deal with all this but um um lord i don't know i i i i don't i don't know I I don't know, but Jesus turned around and said, "Nevertheless, Lord, if the cup don't pass me, I'm gonna let your will be done." I, these are about to lay me out. They 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 they, they showing up gonna take me out. I'm gonna slow down a little bit, but so. So, so doing all of that. So from 2004 to 2006, we went through hell, literally hell. I went through something that I had never experienced in my life. Hear me and hear me good. I went through, let me rephrase that. The Lord took me through something that I had never gone through in my entire life. I had been molested and didn't hold no grudges. I had been raped at, I was 13, never held no grudges. I was homeless. And it never took me out. Let me rephrase it. I was pregnant the last four months of my pregnancy, homeless, after having the baby, still homeless, while I was in the hospital, not knowing that when I left this place, if I was going to have a place to go, I need y'all to hear me. Testimony. Spiritual sufferings. There are people in this world that says these same words, God, why? Why? God, why? I I feel like you've left me. God, why have you forsaken me? God, have you given up on me? God, are you still there? God, why am I going through this? Why did you give me those parents? Why did I have these kids? Some of you don't even want to be honest about the situations or the events that are taking places in your life. And you're still struggling. You're still suffering. You're still going through. You're still walking through that valley. You're still in that wilderness. You're still complaining. You're still murmuring. But you're not even focused on why not? What makes you better than Jesus? What makes you better than Job? What makes you better than Joseph? What makes you better than Esther? What makes you better than Naomi? What makes you better than Stephen, who was the first one killed for Christ's sake? What makes you better than the people in the Bible days? What makes you better than those who had come through the word? What makes you better? And especially what makes you better than Jesus Christ? So going through all those changes and then in a major Major separation. And infidelity hits the house. Infidelity hits the house. Betrayal hits the house. Hurt hits the house. Rejection hits the house. Denial hits the house. It all. Y'all heard it. It hit the fan. Yes. And 2005, I just gave you 2004. Now, here we are in 2005. And in that one year, literally in that one year of 2005, if it, it went from bad to worse. It went from bad to worse. And in 2005, everything that could go wrong went wrong my husband moves out where i put him out I, I hit him with my car because he wouldn't let me leave things begin to happen things begin to shift um stalking begins to happen words begin to fly friendship begins to go into a whole other direction and leadership begins to show true heart and true intentions and some of you have heard me say this and some of you have not heard me say it so i am say it again it is you are in a sad 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 place when the leaders in the church don't reach out to you when gossip is flying around scandal is flying around hurt is flying around betrayal is flying around and then later on in life you realize well that is why that happened and this is why it was spoken and this is what took place and and now i know why they were sitting up there and and now because the head the head unstable allow things to happen and and the people are, are praying and crying out and saying what about me who's gonna pray for me who is helping me who sees what i am going through who's gonna bring me deliverance who's gonna comfort me Who's going to pray with me? Who's going to call me? But you are in a ministry. And because you're not popular and you're not out there doing what the rest of them are doing, you get pushed to the side. You get rejected. You get nothing. You don't get no love. You don't get no compassion. You don't get, you don't even get empathy. You don't even get the benefit of the doubt because you're not popular and you're not the minister of music and you're not a minister and you're not preaching the gospel. And you're just a regular old person that people just look at you as, oh, she's a nobody. Oh, they're not important. Oh, I need y'all to hear this testimony. I need y'all to hear when people are going through and you don't understand the agony of their pain. I need y'all to try to understand the agony of Jesus' pain when he was in this world and he was healing and delivering and laying hands and casting out demons and rebuking spirits and calming the storms because the disciples was afraid of the winds and he was coming to the rescue but what happens when you are carrying your cross and you have nobody to help you carry your cross what happens when they walk away from you and leave you on the side of the road dead or you feel like you're dead right you you recognize change that's happening in you i'm still on 2005. i'm I'm still on 2005. i'll get to 2006 in a minute But two thousand and five, would you hear me saying the words that are coming out of my mouth? And those may be watching privately to see my to hear my testimony. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Because the truth, the truth shall make you free. The truth will make you free. But you're quiet. You're not saying a word i never said a word i need y'all to hear me and hear me well and let me say this i didn't have the word listen i had the word of god but i didn't know the word of god i didn't read the word of god so when i'm telling you that when god saved me and he delivered me he filled me with everything that i needed for such a time as this i didn't throw nobody under the bus i didn't put people's names out there in the street their actions were shown by themselves i never had to say a word but y'all heard what i said in the beginning when in the house and the gossip begins to fly around and you're the butt of the joke you're the butt of the joke it's all funny <laughs> Everybody laughing at you. Everybody believing every lie concerning you, but no proof. None. 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 So, this is why I say when I told y'all about that, I got that inbox on yesterday. At the end of the day, the Lord knew who I was before he formed me into the belly before he put me into my mother's womb, before he allowed allowed my dad to impregnate my mother with his seed, but it was the Lord's seed. Good God. Thank you, Jesus. I am the seed of God. I am the seed of God. I am a daughter of the most high God. He is my father. He called me. He chose me. But when you don't know your assignment. who Jesus. When you don't know your, you don't know why you're suffering. You don't know why the betrayal is coming. But Jesus knew. And in times, Lord, help me, Jesus. And and in times, we know. We know. We see it. But sometimes we just look the other way. We just look the other way. We see it, we know it, but we look the other way. And there were a lot concerning me, look the other way. And I literally had to go through this thing with two, with two people, two. And everybody thought that these two people were, were, were were saying things and telling things and showing things and they were not. I'm telling you all, it was nobody but God. It was God who showed me vision. It was God who gave me dreams. It was God who put me in places. It was God who removed me from places. It was God who kept me. Because if I would have not allowed God to keep me without even consciously knowing that it was God, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be right here. I would not be in this seat. I would not be in this seat. Hear me and hear me well. I wouldn't be in this seat. I'd be in. I'd be in jail. I'd be in jail. I'd be in jail. I'd be in jail. So that towards the ending of two thousand and five, I saw myself in, in a in a in a in a place, and 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 I I said, you know what? I'm I'm gonna kill myself. I had tried, I had, I had, I had tried to commit suicide at the age of 20. And when I woke up, I was so angry because apparently it just didn't work. I just was like, okay. So I don't even understand. I, I don't even understand because I know what I did. I should, I should be dead. I should hear me what I'm saying. I should somebody need to somebody need to write that. I should be dead. My cousin Linnea is on here. She could tell you. My auntie woke me up three days later. I had took a bunch of pills. I live with my auntie during this time. I was broken. I was hurt. I was devastated from a, from a previous situation. And some of you don't even understand. I should have, I should have, I should have died. I, I should have died. But to wake up three days later and was just like. And my auntie was like, Well, you would get up and go use the bathroom. And I would just figure you might have been tired because you know that lifestyle you was living down there with that boy in Georgia. And you, I just took care of DeAndre and just let you just get up and go use the bathroom, come back, you lay back down, and go back to sleep. And I was like, I did this for three days. Three days? And I was like, You didn't think anything was wrong? She was like, No, I did it. So at, even then, I was just like, okay. <laughs> I I didn't understand it then. But here I found myself in 2005. Now I'm plotting to commit suicide once again. I'm about to take my life. Because what I was enduring (laughs) and the sufferings that was happening, it was too much. It was was too much. I had got up on a Sunday. Listen, I was in church on Sunday and the Lord saved me on Monday. Truly, hear me. And I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about save me from dying. So let me let me be that clear. On Sunday, I was in church and I cussed the people out in church. And I grabbed my kid. I said, "If all of y'all. I'm, I'm gone. I'm out. Because I, I could not sit there and watch some stuff that was happening and, and, the, and ministers sitting in the pulpit. And I knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. And leadership covered it condoned it that's the truth and again what God what you do in the dark the lord brings it to light period so I chewed him out I go outside the the, the pastor asked me he, he told them to take the kids back because I hadn't flipped out in the church and told the kids you know told one of the mothers of the board to go and you know take the kids and for me to come to his office and sit and talk to me and his first question to me was where are you i need y'all to hear me where are you and i my response to him was if i had a gun everybody in this church would be dead including myself that's where i'm at and every time i repeat that to myself i do get a little emotional because people you really don't understand suffering if you if you if you don't understand where i'm coming from you will never understand you've not been sucked you've not suffered you've not suffered but never suffered as much as jesus did And he said to me in 2005, he said to me, he looked at me, he said, listen, I know you don't like what's going on. And I know that you are hurting. And I said to him, you have no idea. And that's what we say to people. You have no idea without us even knowing their testimony, without us even knowing what they've gone through or what they've been through or what they're in. At that moment, but he said this to me. He said, I need you to read David and Goliath. He said, I need you. He said, I need you to read for yourself David and Goliath. The story of David and Goliath. He said, because what you're gonna have to do to get past this, you're gonna have to face your giants, you're gonna have to face your sufferings, you're gonna have to face your issues, you're gonna have to face your struggles. And when you face those things, when you face those people, when you face it in that in that moment, you're going to understand that you have the power and the authority to take that enemy out. Take the enemy out, not physically, but take the enemy out out of your mind, out of your spirit, out of your heart, out of your flesh. I get it now. I didn't get it then because I was angry and I was hurt and I was bitter. And I was beyond ticked off because I felt like my pain meant nothing to somebody. I felt like my hurt meant nothing to anybody. I felt like, I, I meant nothing, Not, nothing to my husband, nothing to my children, nothing to the friends that I had, nothing to the people in the church that would smile all in my face and want to come to me wrong and try to correct me when you are allowing some things to be done and you're condoning some things to be done. You want to check me? You want to come to me? You want to confront me? So no, I I still had that hood mentality. I still had that gang mentality that I'd rather use my hands than use the word of God. I would rather cuss you out. Literally, but 2005, even after that talk, I wasn't satisfied. I wanted him to make these people pay for what they did to me. I wanted them to suffer worse than how I was suffering. I wanted them to die because I felt like I was dying and I wanted to be dead and I wanted everybody of them to be dead, period. When he got done... Nothing was changed. My heart was not changed. My mind was not changed. My feelings was not changed. My emotions was not changed. What I wanted to do, that did not change. And I'm being honest and I'm being real. Testimony, spiritual suffering, but not realizing that God is taking you through to change you. That God is taking you through to change your circumstances. That God is taking you through to change your environment. To change you to change how you think, to change how you would do things, to change for, God, I get it now. Sometimes I'll be laughing, but like, girl, you remember when you did? (laughs) Girl, you remember when you said, girl, let me call this, let me call this. you remember when I said, I just did it the other day. My best friend, I tagged her in the post. Girl, I was just say thinking about those memories. Think about who's that Cotton Eye Joe's, doing them line dances, being up on that that bar, riding that bull. <laughs> Listen, because later on in life, you you can laugh about it, because you can look and see where the Lord brought you from and brought you out of. Now we're in two thousand and six. Now we in 2006, now we in 2006, sitting in my car, I'm sorry, I'm still in 2005. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing this back to my remembrance. So after I talked with him on that Sunday, on that Monday, I listened to nothing that he said, and I sat in my car, and I contemplated suicide. I'd already done read out what I was going to said to the kids, I'd already uh, wrote out uh, I, this, this long story short listen I was preparing I I prepared I prepared and I sat in my car and I just cried and I cried and I cried and I cried because I was hurting and I didn't and I didn't have nobody to talk to I did not have anybody that I could release the pain release the hurt release the frustration yes my best friend knew some of it but she didn't know all of it she didn't know the pain that i was enduring she didn't know the pain i was i was dealing with because in front of her i'm this strong woman girl it's fine it's all right you know I'm, I'm over here doing my little thing anyway so it's good it's it's all right so yeah i'm putting this mask on that i'm this big bad chick that's just gonna go right here and do this that and the other and i'm good but 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 privately i am suffering i am hurting them feelings are becoming real right (laughs) now how you doing brother mo it's 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 real so i begin to and this i'm ready and my phone rings and usually i don't answer the phone for numbers i just don't i don't know i just don't but i but and before but thank you holy spirit but before then i was i i through through, through all that pain and all that i I was not i never sought the lord i never prayed I never read my Bible. I never done any of that. Now, mind you, I just said I was in the church from 1996 up until 2004. But in between 1996 and 2004, I had backslid so many times. I was, I'd be out of church six, seven months at a time, just doing the most. But apparently, during that moment, as I sat in my car, I began to really talk to God. And I was like, God, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't go on like this. I can't deal with this. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to how to fix all of this. This is not my fault. I didn't do this. Well, maybe it is my fault. Maybe if I would have said this, maybe if I would have said that. I mean, all these emotions, I'm just in my car. This, this, I'm just crying and just crying and crying. And my phone rings and the person on the other line is was like is this sister Holloway and I was like it is just it is who is this and she was like this is such and such and I was like well how you get my number so she was like listen she said I had to call my daughter to get your number because I'm I'm sitting here and I heard God say to call you immediately so I, I, don't, I didn't have your number. And y'all just heard me say, I didn't fool with them folks I just didn't fool with the folk. The church they didn't have my number. I had her number. Don't, don't be calling me, period. That's just, that's just what it was. But she she said, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm sitting in my car. And so she was like, what are you about to do? And I just started crying. I said, I'm about to kill myself right now. What do you want? She began to pray. She didn't say anything. She just began to pray. And I just listened. And the more she prayed, the more I cried. The more I cried, the more she prayed. By the time she got through praying, her words then was, you got to release it. You got to let it go. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter who it is. You got to release it and you got to let it go. She said, if God placed me in this moment right now for you, he needs you to you, whatever you pray, whatever you're doing, whatever's called you to be in this place. And yes, I need you to do this. And I begin to, when I opened up my mouth and I began to release to her everything, everything. She prayed again. And after she prayed, her only words to me was, Sister Holloway, this is what you should have not done. This is what you need to do. And she began to talk with me with this with this soft voice. And, but I listened and I heard and I understood. Lord have mercy, help me in this place. And I understood it. And she said, you're going to have to repent. You're going to have to seek restoration. You're going to need healing. And you got to find the root so all of this anger, literally, and I was just like, I don't know why I'm angry. I don't know why this is taking a toll on me. I And I told her, I said, I have been homeless. I have been rejected by my parents. I have been, I've had a baby at 16. I've, I've, I've done so much stuff. I, I don't i don't know i i just i don't know but but this right here i said this 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 betrayal with friendship and my husband has broken me all the way down so i it caused me to become a stalker honey listen i don't stalk people look at me oh i'm being so serious right now i and i and i think i look a lot better then but I'm saying that I came out of character. I, I started stalking. I start. I mean, doing some crazy stuff. And I'm just like, I've lost me. I've lost myself in this situation. It is taking me to to where I'm about to go to jail. And I don't want to go to jail. But this thing right here is, I've I, I done sold drugs. I done been in gangs. I done I done I done done some stuff. But this. Is crazy, and she again was she didn't judge me, she didn't put me down, she didn't do any of that. And for that season, and for that season from 2000, from 2005, now we're in 2006. So that whole year, she mentored me, she encouraged me, she taught me, she showed me she got me to understand and she said listen there are some things that you can't do concerning your marriage you can't have all these women in your husband's face you can't be talking to all these women about your troubles and your struggles in your marriage she said your husband is anointed your husband is a man of god and do you not realize that these women are waiting and lurking seeking Because there are just some of them who think that they're better than you and they can do it better than you. And the enemy will find any loophole. The enemy will find anything, literally, to drive a wedge in your marriage. And then she shared a testimony with me. And she says the same thing to me that I use and say to others. If God can do it for me, He can do it for you. If God can deliver me, He can deliver you. If God can save me, He can save you. But you gotta want it, and you gotta make the change. You can't worry about what He say. You can't worry about how He act. You can't worry about the word that comes out of His mouth. You got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ for yourself. And if you don't know God, For yourself, you're going to continue to suffer in your marriage. And if you're suffering in your marriage, you're going to suffer in everything else that's connected to you. Because you need to build a relationship with Jesus Christ. And for a season, when I was able to stand on my own, she departed. I no longer had to call her every day. I no longer had to have her to pray for me every day. I learned how to call on Jesus for myself. I learned how to pray for myself. I learned how to lay hands on myself. So now when I suffer with something, I'm laying hands on myself. I'm praying for myself. I'm speaking to myself. I'm talking to Jesus Christ for myself. So yes, some things may not be your fault and other things may be all your fault, but in either case and either situation, you have to take responsibility for your actions, for what you say, for what comes out of your mouth. And in 2006, three years, 2004, 2005, 2006. My husband is back home. We're trying to rebuild our marriage. I realized through the separation that I love him. But I I didn't realize I loved him because the whole 10 years I told him how much I hated him, (laughs) how much I didn't like him, how much he was nothing. He's not a man. I dogged him. Yes. And when he would go hard on me, I'd go harder on him. Literally. So, and I tell a lot of women, take responsibility for your actions. Take responsibility for your words. Take responsibilities for the parts that you played in or what you're not doing. All relationships is not just one fault. 90% of them is both of you. It takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. So you can either work together or both of you continue to have an entanglement. Period. I was arrogant. I was conceited. (laughs) I know some of you are like, what? You? Yeah. I was rough. I was hard. I was harsh. I could party with the, the rest of them. To, the, to, 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 to morning tonight. I'm going, 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 going. But when I begin to suffer for Christ's sake, when I begin to suffer for kingdom's sake, when I begin to suffer for the sake of my life, it was horrible. It was rough and that thing about took me out so yes i still can never imagine what joe went through i still could never imagine what jesus went through but i can imagine myself and what i went through so yeah when the church comes against you yeah when ministers comes against you yeah when your friends come against you Yeah. When your family walks away from you. Yeah. When you're being betrayed. Yeah. When you're being hurt. Yeah. When you are being denied and rejected. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts like a dickens. It hurts. And if you're not able to handle it, if you're not able to bear it, you will take your life. That's what Job said. You can read it in Job in chapter three. He said it. Listen, don't even allow that seed to be placed into that woman i go back to that day and 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 reverse take take that seed back that don't have them in that back seat of that car Mm -mm. no kill me now but he never cursed god he never cursed god but in our sufferings we blame god even though jesus said my god my god why have you forsaken me i need you to remove this cup but in the same breath in the same token he said nevertheless not my will but let your will be done so if it was his will for me to go through so now when i'm going through something i tell god look here you kept me in this you gonna fix this Because you know me. You say you know me. So I know you hear my heart. So either you change my heart or I'm going to take somebody's heart. So, God, I'm going to need you to fix it. I'm going to need you to do it. Now, I'm going to wait. But I'm only going to wait so long, and you know that. So I'm going to need you to fix it. And sometimes i did up be like, oh god i need you to take this away from me god why you know i'm not gonna go nowhere so why you keep me here give me patience then dang it fine sure why not <laughs> listen some some people know me i'd have called them a couple of times and said look look okay so god ain't hearing me right now because i didn't want to chew them out so i'm, I'm gonna need prayer i'm gonna need you to pray for me because uh i think i'd have made god mad so he ain't trying to hear nothing i got to say so what i'm gonna need you to do is i need you to come through i I need you to give me some encouraging words right that's what we're supposed to do call on somebody that can get a prayer through but look at that yes brother mo you already know look at me now let me say (laughs) but yes but look at where i am now and look at where you are now. So, we can't hold on to the past. We can't hold on to the past hurt. We can't hold on to the past betrayal. Because if you hold on to that, then you always gonna find yourself connected to those spirits of betrayal, those spirits of hurt, those spirits of letdowns, those spirits of putdowns. But when you let that stuff go, it was Lord have mercy. Jesus told his disciples, when you go into a town, and they receive you night, receive you not. When you leave, dust your feet off and go on to the next. Because you don't want to take out of that house that's on the bottom of your shoe to the next house, to the next relationship, to the next job, to the next home, to the next ministry. You gotta shake that stuff off. You can allow that stuff to stay in your to stay in your heart. You can allow that stuff to stay in your spirit. So now my encounter with the Lord. Came when he about took me out of my car, and I was facing death, and I saw and I visioned hell, and I had to make a conscious decision: either you want to do what the Lord tell you to do, or you going to keep suffering. So I was like, well, since it, since the Lord done did it like this, let me just okay, God, fine, sure, why not? But God, you know where I'm at. You know who i am and you know what I. you say you know me so every time i call you i need you to show up for me so yeah i did i did me and lord we had a conversation i need the lord told me i will protect you and i will continue to provide for you and he spoke that to me again in 2016. so in 2009 i made a conscious decision to do the work of the lord But it was not until 2006 that heard me. Y'all heard me from 96 to 2004. Well, let me say from 96 to 2006, I I was in church, but wasn't in church. But in 2006, November, to be exact, November of 2006, I have been on this road with the Lord. No turnbacks. No backslides. And I have suffered through some stuff. I have gone through some things. In 2016, I saw myself wanting to leave my husband again for the second time. Because even though we did what God told us to do, and now I built my relationship with the Lord, then I felt like, well, I don't need him. Now I got God. God was like, no. (laughs) That was not the purpose so even though there was still some residue there was still some issue there was still some struggle i no longer sought alcohol like i did the first time i no longer sought cigarettes like i did the first time i no longer sought vengeance like i did the last time i no longer sought those things that was comfortable for me this time i was crying to god and what i needed to do And when I asked God, God, you brought me to this place. Why do you have me back in that place of me wanting to leave my husband again? And the Lord spoke to me and I heard him clearly say, because this time you're seeking me and you're not seeking others. This time you're seeking me first and you're not seeking others. So I asked God the question, Well, what happens when I do now turns into I don't? And the Lord said it and repeated again You seek me first and don't seek others first. I will give you direction. And the light bulb went off of my head. And that's how the ministry of when I do turns into I don't, the wows of the bows, took place. Because everything that I had endured, From May 21st, 1994 to May 21st, 2004 was for today, April the 14th, 2022. So you have to understand that what God has for you, he will bring you through the spiritual sufferings because God wants to get the glory out of your story. God wants to get the glory out of your story and the works that he manifests in you is not just for you, but it's for others that's coming behind you that that may suffer the same thing. Galatians chapter six, you find your brethren overtaken in a fault. You which are spiritual are to store such a one in the spirit of meekness lest you find yourself tempted, lest you find yourself in that same place, lest you find yourself doing the same thing. And the same way you want somebody to bring you out, you got to learn how to bring others out as well. Because it's not about you. It's about God and what he wants to do in you. And when Jesus gave his only begotten son for us not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved, So if I had to go through all that suffering to help somebody to come to the true rock, to receive true deliverance, true salvation, not just getting it because you're obligated, not just getting it because it's your family church, not just getting it because it's the right thing to do, but truly, genuinely receiving it for change concerning you. Lord, have mercy. Lene, you have no idea how reliving this testimony. <laughs> you have no you lene, you may not have no idea, but y'all, you y'all that are watching, listening, y'all have no idea how reliving this testimony and speaking on it. It's almost as if I've been reborn again i've been re-delivered again resaved again and again and again because some people are still going through some things without even realizing all you have to do is say yes lord i surrender my all to you god and god i know i may fall short god i know i may still make some mistakes but help me to get up repent Dust myself off and move forward. Salvation, you are to maintain your salvation. You are to maintain your deliverance. There are just some things you can't be a part of. There's just some people you can't be a part of, but your love for them should never change. And that's what blew my mind, that I still love these people that betrayed me. I still love these people who didn't believe me. I still love these people who don't even, still don't even believe in me. I still love these people. I still have mad love for these people. I will still fight for some of these people because I soon realized that it was about God and never about me. It was about God's people and never about me. But God knew that I could take it. (laughs) God knew that I was going to make it through. And when I got to the end of the road and I was about to just jump on over that bridge, he sent a ram in the bush. He sent a ram in the bush and out of my sacrifices, brought my obedience and then my obedience was better than my sacrifices y'all don't hear me jesus help me please y'all don't hear me y'all don't hear me you have to understand that this is what we're supposed to do our testimonies is supposed to be a light to the world our testimonies is supposed to help the world But we're allowing the sufferings of the world to overshadow the sufferings of our spiritual connection with our father in heaven. When he told us in the beginning, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And even Jesus said, my God, why have you forsaken me? But Jesus wanted to let us know, you you don't stop right there. You don't stop right there. You, you don't stop right there. You don't stop right there. That's why I tell people, I don't tell people to share this just because I want the numbers and I, I want the, the status and the popularity. Honey, I didn't want it then and I definitely don't want it now. Popularity would get you nowhere. So, honey, popularity get you killed. Not having the Lord would get you killed. So I die every day. To my flesh, so I pray the prayer every day Lord, I want to desire you more today than yesterday. Lord, I want to desire my husband more today than yesterday. I want to love my husband more today than yesterday. Why? Because I don't want a simple misunderstanding to divorce my husband, I don't want a simple misunderstanding to displease the Lord, I don't want a simple misunderstanding to cause me to lose my salvation. Now, if people want to argue, well, y'all have fun with that. But I have realized I'm not risking my salvation for you, no devil in hell, and the folks in this world. Nope, not doing it. Not doing it. Not doing it. Y'all believe what y'all want to believe. I'm going to believe what the word believes. That's what I'm going to do. So I don't try to make nobody do anything they don't want to do. I give my testimony and I keep it moving. I give you the word of God and I keep it moving. I encourage your heart and I keep it moving. I say what does say the Lord and I keep it moving. I no, longer try, I no longer try to prove to people who I am. I'm honest. I'm smart. I'm transparent. I'm lovable. I have a great personality. I'm beautiful. And I'm cute, hot, and sexy. I know who I am in the Lord. I'm 53 years old, 53. And Pastor Damien said to me when we were there a few Sundays back, he said, why is it that every time I see you, you look younger and younger? And you know what my response was? It's the Lord. It is nobody but God. Because I when I sold my life to him, when I sold my, no, no, I'm not going to say sold, but I sold out, when I sold out my life to him and 2006 i made a vow that i would never turn my back on god no more no matter how hard it got no matter how hurtful it got no matter who i had to lose but when 2020 came when 2020 came and i about lost my mind i need y'all to hear me and hear me well that's right Lene. cute hot and sexy I about lost my mind in 2020, y'all. I got COVID in August of 2020. It didn't affect me physically, but it affected me. It affected me emotionally and mentally. But in the emotionally and the mentally part, the Lord showed me literally who was for me and who was against me. And my relationship with the Lord got tighter and closer and deeper. Because then I realized I had no one to call on. Y'all need to hear me and hear me well. And 2020, I had no one to call on because this season, because in that season, it had to be just me and God. Do you know why? Because I thought my husband was coming against me. I would say, I said to him, I said, are you trying to sabotage me? Are you trying to, are you trying to hurt me? He was like, girl, you tripping. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm being for real. Like, babe, I really feel like something, something's happening mentally. Like I'm tripping. But here's the thing. (laughs) He prayed with me. He prayed for me. He assured me. He comforted me. Even while he was sick. Because he had, he, had, he had just came out of a quadruple heart bypass, but he made sure he gave me the time and the attention that I needed to get my mind right, and and I went to the house of God, to our church because you know, they had shut everything down. And I cried out to God, and the Lord spoke to me and said, "You've allowed your mind to be compromised," and I was like, "What?" Because I had found myself looking at people that I that, that I really thought was here. And I was finding myself looking more at them than at him. I, I need to say that one more time. I found myself looking at them and not looking at him. I found myself so focused on them because I thought, that they had what I needed on a prophetic level. Nope, nope, mm-mm, nope, mm-mm. nope, mm-mm. Mistake, because see, we follow people when we really don't know the ins and outs of people. And when God is trying to show you something and you thinking that that's not what it is, because of where they at, then you mess yourself up and that's what the Lord spoke to me. you allowed your mind to be compromised. you know my word, you know my word. The Lord said that to me, you know my word. you know what my word says. Don't allow people to plant stuff in your mind to make you think you don't know your word. And that's where I, and that's that's where I was at and because I was going through mentally. But then when I made that call and they made me feel like I wasn't delivered and that I wasn't saved and that I I was like, hold on. First of all, I call for prayer. You're condemning me. You're judging me. But if I would have not understood the first call in 2005, then I would not have been able to recognize this call in 2020. Because when you are going through something and you are suffering, you should be able to call somebody and they pray with you and for you without judgment, without condemnation. There's nothing wrong with being honest and there's nothing wrong with being truthful. But if you're going to act like Job's friends, I don't need you. And I'm going to say it just like that again. If you're going to act like Job's friends, I don't need you. When I'm telling you, I ain't done that wrong. But if I call you and say, "Okay, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I feel like I'm I'm going through. I feel like I want to just text some people out. I, I'm gonna need prayer," and then you come with, "Well, you ain't delivered." I said, "I feel like I didn't say I did it." I said, "I feel like it. I didn't say I did it." So at that moment, if I if I, if I feel, do, you want to know why I feel that way? Cause you've asked me why I feel like I'm suffering. Can you feel, Can you ask me some questions first, so that maybe we can work this thing through together, so that we can probably get the root of this thing. And all and, and it was a sickness. It wasn't sin. It was it was a mental sickness, a temporary mental sickness. And through prayer and deliverance, could be healed. And I could have been healed in that whole hour. But no, I was focused on the and not focused on. So that taught me. So I said all of that. I gave that whole testimony to get you all to understand. And see, here's the thing: some people, you know, some people, you know, some people will will, will accept, and some people won't. And so, but I, I know it, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because what you have. For some, that's what God gets the glory out of because of it. Because if 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 I'm saying it, if I'm telling it, if I'm speaking it, if I'm bringing it, it's for someone. And it, it, it's for me as well. Because when I give the word of God, I'm giving it to myself. I'm helping myself. I'm helping myself to stay saved. And I'm helping myself to stay sane. <laughs> Now, that's personal. And y'all need to write that down. I need to help myself to stay saved and to help myself to stay sane. And how do you do that? Stay in the word of God. Read your word. Build your relationship with the Lord. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Be healed. Be delivered. Do you really want it? Right? So... I know where I am as growing up in because I'm gonna show y'all. Look, I ain't lying to y'all. Look here. Those are my notes. See all the highlights? Those are my notes. And I didn't even get to touch it. So I know. So I know. I know what the Lord would need you to have concerning your spiritual sufferings. Jesus said. They're going to hate you because they hated me first. Jesus said, when you surrender your life, and I'm paraphrasing all this, you can just find in scripture. He said, you're you, you, you you're going to suffer for Christ's sake. You're going to suffer for name's sake. You're going to suffer for kingdom's sake. Because it's Satan's job to steal, kill, and destroy. The Bible tells us to... Um, the Bible tells us to um, to make it right with our adversary quickly, quickly. Bishop preached a message one time, recover quickly. Don't stay in that broken place. Don't stay in that hurt place. Don't stay. Listen, 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 y'all. Listen, Lord, help me, Jesus. Lord, Jesus, Lord, please, Lord, Jesus, Lord, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Listen, y'all. Listen there are still listen there are still some people that would rather see me dead than alive can I help y'all just like Jesus there were some that would rather see him dead than alive they mocked him people will mock your testimony and this is why you don't have to justify this is why You don't have to prove anything because there are just some people who wants you dead. They would rather see you suffer. They would rather see you broken than to have what they want. Lord Jesus, help me. Can I say that again? They would rather see you suffer than to have what they want. They would rather see you suffer than to have what they want. I need y'all to catch that. Has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. And that's why I say, I know, I know what God will have for me. I know. Lord have mercy. Listen. I, I I did something this morning. That blew my mind. And I can honestly say, and I know Papa Maria, she on here. I I, I know. if Papa Maria is on this live. <laughs> I'm about to say this out of my mouth. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. And listen, we talk about spiritual suffering. Sometimes we won't get, sometimes we won't do ministry because we don't want to suffer with it. Sometimes we don't, we won't speak things out of our mouths because we don't want to suffer with it. Sometimes we won't accept the gifts that we have because we don't want to suffer with it. We don't want, we don't want the suffering that, that's attached to it. But if Jesus says to pick up your cross and follow him, your suffering is going to be easy. And if it's not easy, he makes He gives you the strength concerning it. <laughs> Listen the lord used me in the prophetic this morning and it blew my mind because i I think for me um can i be honest i'm about to be transparent can i be honest i think for me i'm looking to be validated from certain people still and it's not that i've not been delivered from validation because i have but sometimes there's still those certain people that you tend to look up to or that you admire and you and you want to you want to and you want to look for these signs and I just told somebody this today how many signs do God got to give you Gideon and that's what I said to them how many signs does God have to give you Gideon and the thing about it if if God is if he 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 it through it its signs and wonders so yes the Lord used me in the prophetic So I have to honestly say that I'm receiving and I am accepting and I am allowing the gift of prophecy to manifest in me, in my life, in my household, in my marriage, in my finances, in my hands, in my heart, in my emotions, in my thoughts, in my feelings. I'm allowing the prophetic to take a hold And have dominion over me, over over the Holy Spirit, over the angel of the Lord, over the, 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 the house. Not just my natural house, but my spiritual house. So yes, yes, Lord, yes, yes, yes. After today, he no longer has to make me or force me. Now I'm able to just, you know what? Let me just speak what thus saith the Lord, and and don't worry about who receives it. Don't worry about who rejects it. Don't worry about it if it if it is or if it isn't. And Timothy said he don't give us a, a spirit of fear, but he gives us a spirit of, of a power, a love, and a sound mind. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I just read that y'all cuz it's on my phone. So listen, my testimony is never to be offensive. But let me tell you what Jesus said. Let me tell you what Jesus said. Um He told Peter. He told his disciples that offense is going to come. He said that. He said it. Can I read it to you? He said it. Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14 and 27 says this. Let me put this in here so y'all can go back and read it. Matthew 14. 27. Let me let me give y'all that. Jesus said unto them. He's talking to his disciples. All you. All you. All you shall be offended. <laughs> Somebody say all me. <laughs> Somebody say all us. All us. All us. <laughs> all us. All us, somebody say all us, all us shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. Y'all hear that? Did y'all understand that? Did Did you get it? Jesus said, all you shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. What do you think Jesus was talking about? He said in 28, but after that, I am risen. I will go before you into Galilee. And what did Peter say? Listen, I'm about to help (laughs) y'all. I'm about to help y'all. Peter said, now mind you, Peter already said, I'm not going to deny you, Lord. I'm not, I got you. I got your back, right? But Peter said, although all shall be offended, yet will I not. Listen, Peter said, they might be offended but i'm not peter said they might deny you but i'm not peter needs to take a seat peter you already messed up <laughs> peter you already done messed up bro man you you don't listen Jesus, i can imagine you said look peter okay i already told you you're gonna deny me three times and now you're gonna tell me you're not gonna be offended okay so now listen listen <laughs> Peter said, I ain't going to be offended. They may be offended, but I'm not. But here's the thing. Can we be honest? How many times have you heard people say, I ain't offended? If you offend me, I'm going to tell you. You offended me. If you hurt my feelings, I'm going to tell you. You hurt my feelings. If you, if you, if, are you mad at me? Because I need to know why we can't be honest about the offense. Here's a question oh right here's a question why (laughs) we can't (laughs) why we can't be honest about the offense there you all go why we can't be honest about the offense why why you gotta lie you know you were offended you know they hurt your feelings you know they broke you down you know they did this to you you know so why are you gonna say oh i ain't gonna be they gonna be offended with that. Hey, that, wait a minute am i reading that wrong somebody tell me Ain't that is that not what peter said is that not what peter said and what did jesus say to peter <laughs> he said verily i said to you that this day even in this night before the cock crow twice you shall deny me three times you not only going to be offended but you going to deny me three times. Peter was offended when they kept saying, hey, aren't you one of Jesus' disciples? No, no, I ain't. Another, hey, you act like them. you look, you look, you dress, are you sure? No, I'm not, I am not. So somebody else came through. Dude, why are you lying? You know you're one of Jesus' disciples, why you playing games? Why you being funny? Why you just can't admit it? And what did Peter do? He cussed. <laughs> he cussed. He cussed. Just why did you cuss to prove that you wasn't offended? Did you cuss to prove to show that you ain't righteous? Did you cuss to prove that you ain't holy? Did you cuss to prove that you ain't a Christian? Did you cuss to prove that you ain't saved? That you cuss. What? Why? 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 Cuss. Why you got? Why you cuz When Ephesians four and twenty six say you be angry and sin not, he didn't have to deny Jesus. Deny means reject. Deny means you reject. You you don't you don't receive. You're walking away. Ah, you don't want to be apart. Deny. Lord have mercy. Help me in this place. my old lion Peter. Jesus tells us. We're going to suffer. <laughs> Jesus tells us. We're going to be offended. Jesus tells us. We're going to be hated. Jesus tells us. We're going to be betrayed. Jesus tells us. People are going to walk away from you. People. Jesus tells us that people will not receive you; they're going to reject you. They're going to come against you. They're going to lie on you. Jesus has already told us this in His Word. That's why He. That's why He He went on and said, "They're going to offend all of you." And Peter going to say, "Well, although all shall be offended, but I ain't." OK, and then you deny Jesus three times and then you're reminded of what you said you're not going to do when that cock crow. You're reminded what you what you said, what you were not going to do when somebody brings it to your attention, when somebody brings it up, you're reminded it's the Holy Spirit. So now allow the Holy Spirit to bring truth from you, out of you, allow the Holy Spirit to bring truth to you in you allow the holy spirit to lead you to do right to lead you to understand to lead you to receive wisdom to lead you that when they when they when they come against you you won't retaliate you won't do tick for tat so listen i want to thank you all for tuning in rachel good to see you minister laquanda good to see you i thank you all for for hanging in here with me lord knows i appreciate it but i i'm really done i'm really done if you need prayer come on through just remember the next time you say my god my god why have you forsaken me just remember the next time you say god why me Just the next time we remember when you say god why why have you left me here why are you doing this to me know that job said in 13 15 though you slay me yet i will trust you you gotta trust him in your sufferings you gotta trust god in your going throughs you gotta trust god in the midst of suffering you gotta trust god in the midst of the storm You got to trust God in the midst of chaos. You got to trust God in the midst of drama. You got to trust God in the midst. You have to trust God. Don't turn your back on God because God won't turn his back on you unless you won't receive, unless you won't remove yourself from sin. What is it that you need? Philippians 4 and 19 says, But my God shall supply my every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Do you need joy? Do you need salvation? Do you need peace? Do you need help? Do you need deliverance? What is it that you need from the Lord? Do you need patience? Do you need wisdom? Whatever that you lack, know that John 14 and 14 says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. What do you need the Lord to do for you? What do you need the Lord to do in you? Who is that that said, ask not what your, ask not what You can ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. Can I say that again? Ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. So let me say it this way. Don't ask the Lord what he can do for you. Ask the Lord what you need to do for him. Lord, what is it that you need me to do for you? What is it? Where is it that you need me to go, Lord? My testimony is my testimony. Your testimony is your testimony. Your suffering is your suffering. My suffering is my suffering. Jesus' suffering is his suffering. But the outcome of suffering is the same when you're coming through the word of God. What is it that you need to do for the Lord? What is it that you need to receive for the Lord? Do you have gifts that you're sitting on? Because you are afraid to use them because of people that are around you. Are you struggling with just being who you are? You may not even be a Christian. You may not even be saved. But some things are just right for you to do. Some things are just right for you to say. Some things are just right for you to act in with a godly behavior morals and standards, respect. And I said listen I, I went through all of that in three years from 2004 to 2006 and from 2006, 7, eight, I still struggled and those, those next three years was still a struggle. Why? because I had to be purged. I had to be cleansed. I had to be delivered. I had to be set free. Every link that was linked to another link formed a chain. So so my chain need to be needed to be dealt with link by link. So for some, some can get deliverance and, and receive and go, in, but for others, it's link by link. Step by step one foot in front of the other one at a time day by day but you have you have to know that philippians 4 and 13 i can do all things through christ which strengthens me the lord will strengthen you in your suffering The Lord will strengthen you in your silence. The Lord will strengthen you in your struggle. The Lord will strengthen you in your situation. The Lord will strengthen you in your storm. The Lord will strengthen you in any area that you need to be strengthened in. But you have to open up your heart when the Lord knocks on the door of your heart and when he says can I come in let him in know that it's the Lord that's knocking on your heart let Jesus in your heart let him in your mind let him in your spirit open your spirit open your soul open your mind open oh, just open and let him pour his spirit into you let him pour his spirit on you On you. And that's testimony that I gave y'all. Honey, that's a short version. I've I've been trying to write in my... I've been trying to get my book. I wanted my book to be finished by May of 2022. But I'm not putting a month on it. I'm not putting a day on it. I'm letting the Lord do it. Because when I say I'm going to do this... It never goes in the direction that I want it to go into. So when the Lord puts it on me to, to get in there and, and do more writing, I go right in there. If it's not a if it's not a thought process, I don't, I, I don't. I, I, I don't. But it's in my book. Because when I said to you all on yesterday that um I was I was thinking about it, I'm praying about it. Thinking about it, praying about it, thinking about it, praying about it, thinking about it, praying about it. If I was going to give my testimony or not, because I wanted to be I wanted it to be led by the Holy Spirit. I wanted to, I wanted it to be given by God. I didn't want it. to, I didn't want it to come from my flesh. I didn't want it to come from my emotion. I didn't want it to come from my feelings. But even that it came through, through the presence of the Lord, I was rejoicing in my spirit. I was rejoicing in my soul because God did it. He did it. He did it. I never thought that I would come from that. And some of the sufferings that we go through, we think we're not going to come from that. We we think we're, we're not going to be free from that. And you can be. People say, well, you talk about it like you're, like it still holds you. No, that's just the, the, the passion and the excitement. And 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 sometimes because it, it it some it, some of it doesn't even make sense. It, it it does it, but it's not supposed to make sense when it's God. It's supposed you're supposed to trust God and acknowledge God and be not wise in your own eyes and depart from evil. So yeah, some people will still think, oh, she's still dealing with that. No, the devil is a lie and you're a lie, and I rebuke you and Satan because I am delivered. And I am set free and I am free. And I am indeed free. That thing no longer holds me. I laugh at it. I talk about it. I love you too, Providence Marie. But yeah, I am good. I am blessed. And I am highly favored of the Lord. Because I know that it was God. And my love is not in vain. My love is real. My love is so enough real. I can pat my own self on the back and be like, Sister you you better go, girl. So, we are, we are told that offense is going to come. <laughs> and it's never my intention to offend anyone. But the word is the word. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Jesus is Jesus. God is the father. Heaven is heaven. And hell is real. and the word is right and satan is a liar period so no one i don't think anyone asked for prayer um on here i don't see i don't see i don't see any prayers um at all uh let me look on this other one let me um Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. I don't see any. Let's see. Okay, Lene, Lene asked for prayer. Lord God, I thank you for Lene. God, I ask you to cover Lene and that you'll keep her and you'll protect her and you'll cover her, Lord God. God, you know Lene's heart. God, you know where Lene's heart is. And Lord God, there are some things that she's praying for. There's some things that she's desiring. There's some things that she wants, Lord God. And there are some things that she needs. Lord God, your word tells us in Philippians 4 and 19, but my God shall supply my every need According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So Lord God, I ask you that as Lene be praying, that you will show her the need that she needs, and she'll know how to pray and she'll know what to pray for. So God, I ask you right now that you'll bless her children, Lord God, and that you'll bless her home, Lord God, and that you'll give her the strength that she needs to stand, and you'll give her the strength that she needs to let go of some things or to let go of some people. Lord God, if her desire is to change her attitude, to change her behavior, to change her ways, so she could consider, consider her ways, Lord God, then you will allow her to see that. You will allow her to apply that. You will allow her to, to, to do that, God, what you are calling her to do. And God, I thank you. God, I thank you for your love for her. I thank you for your grace for her. I thank you for your mercy for her, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, I thank you. I thank you for her life. I thank you for her health. I thank you for her strength, God. God, look on Lene. God, give her peace within her heart. Give her peace within her mind. Give her peace within her circumstances and her situations, Lord God. God, I hear in the spirit that she is praying to be released of some things. So give her the strength that she needs to release, Lord God. Give her the strength that she needs to, to know that when she releases, Lord God, that it won't be a burden and it won't be a worry and it won't be a stress, God. That it's going to be for the glory of you, Lord God. It's going to be for the peace of her, God. So, God, however you need to bless her and however you need to move, these things away from her, Lord God, that you will do it in your name, God. You will do it for her health. You will do it for her mind's sake. You will do it for her emotional sake, Lord God, and you will do it for her spiritual sake, Lord God. God, allow her to get into her word like she used to, God. God, let her know that she was raised in the word. Let her know that she was raised for the word. Let the prayers of her mother begin to manifest in her heart. Begin to begin a remembrance of her mind. The prayers that our mother prayed. The the, the anointing that our mother put on our life, Lord God, the gifts that you have inside of her, Lord God. Allow them to start manifesting. Allow her, allow Lene to start seeing some things that she needs to see for her growth. Allow Lene to start seeing some things that she needs for her for her deliverance. And Lord God, I ask you on today, God, that she will begin to see the goodness in her, that she'll be able to see the goodness in her, that she will be able to see the goodness in her. But God, her heart has been broken her heart has been played with, her heart has been torn into pieces. So God, on today, I prayed that prayer that you will be a mind regulator and that you will be a heart fixer that she needs. Lord God, I'm asking you right now to replace the the replace the replace missing pieces of her heart, Lord God, that you will replace them with love and compassion and empathy. You will replace them with joy and meekness. Lord God, you will replace them with acceptance, Lord God. You will replace him with love after love after love. You'll replace her heart, Lord God. Mend the broken heart, Lord God. Restore the heart, Lord God. Allow the heart to pump right, Lord God. Allow the heart to pump your blood, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Lord. Lord God, I ask you right now, Lord God, that you will start allowing her to become the woman that you had created her to be, Lord God, that she will, uh, she will become the mother, the, the, the mother greater than where she is right now, Lord God. That she will be the person that's that, that the, the greater gain for your glory, Lord God, that her 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 words will begin to change. Her 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 the way that she speaks will begin to change. Um, the, the, the things that she does will begin to change. And when she begins to do something that she knows that is not right, then Lord, bring it to her mind, bring it to her memory, bring it to her remembrance to say, you know what? Mm-mm. I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to give this over to the Lord and I'm going to let the Lord take care of this. Lord, give her that zeal. Give her that desire in the mighty name of Jesus so lord god i thank you for lanae right now i thank you for her even being in my life through lanae lord god she's taught me some things she's shown me some things lord god because of her i've grown in some areas lord god so god let her know that her life on earth is not worthless let her know that her life on earth is not in vain let her know that her life on earth has has purpose, and the plan that you have for her is not for her to fail, it's not for her to falter, it's not for her to give up, it's not for her to pull back, it's not for her to stay broke, it's not for her to stay broken, it's not for her to stay in this place, it's not for her to stay in that place, but it's for her, it's for your grace, it's for your glory that you have in her life, Lord God. So let her know that she has purpose, and you have a plan for her life, and she no longer has to be afraid. Of what is or what's not she no longer has to worry of what is and what is it she'll no longer have to worry about those things those people those places so lord god give her the renewing of her mind give her the renewing of her mind creating her a clean heart and renew the right spirit within her lord god that she would do great things oh my god that you will cover her and protect her And you will keep your hedge of protection around her and her children, Lord God, her home, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, your word says no weapon that is formed against her shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against her, she shall condemn it. It will not be truth. It will not come to pass. It will not infect her in the mighty name of Jesus. So, God, I thank you. I love you. I bless your name. I glorify you. Increase her her faith increase her spiritual discernment, increase increase her desire for you, God. And we thank you for it in advance. And with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen, amen. I have to go, you all. God is good, and God is worthy to be praised. And I thank God for every soul that be on these lives. I thank God for every person, every soul that follows me as I follow the Lord and that I continue to do what the Lord has called me to do. I want to make it to heaven one day. I want God to say to me, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I want God to be my more than enough. And I pray that you all want the same as what the lord wants you to have as well that your that your desires is his desire and and your wants is his wants and that his desires and his wants is your desire and your wants amen amen so god bless you all i thank you all for tuning in i thank you all for pushing me cuz y'all push me yeah cuz y'all yeah this this yeah y'all y'all push me y'all push me and I, and I thank god for it cuz it lets me know that it was receptive. It lets me know that your hearts were encouraged. It lets me know that you received it. It lets me know that y'all were praying and covering me in prayer. It lets me know that God is pleased. So again, if it's the Lord's will, I'll be on here again on tomorrow um, at 12 noon. I'll be on here again on tomorrow at 12 noon And we're in day five. We're on day five of the last seven words of the Lord. I thirst. (laughs) Listen, I was talking to somebody. It was like, we we don't need you to be good with that one. (laughs) I thirst. What you thirsting for? What you thirsting for? Where you thirsting at? (laughs) Who you thirsting with? Now, let me say Let me stop. Listen, tomorrow, day five, the fifth, the fifth word that the Lord spoke. I first we dealt with spiritual sufferings today. Tomorrow we deal with physical sufferings. Tomorrow. Tomorrow we're dealing with physical, physical suffering what are we what are we what are we drinking what are we taking in it's not what goes in the man that defiles the temple it's what comes out of the man that defiles so you're gonna have to be careful what you put in your body you're gonna be you have to be careful who drink who cup you drink from because physical suffering is real so we're going to deal with physical sickness on tomorrow. Amen. So God bless you all. Thank you all for coming on. When you get done with this live, can you respond, please, and thanks. <laughs> and yes, Lene, I thought that's going to be good. Y'all y'all pray for me now. Brother Mo, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching, Bishop. Love you. So listen, I love y'all. And yes, Miss Laquanda. I'm going to respond to your text. (laughs) So God bless y'all. Know that I am praying for you all. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Know that I love you and God loves you more. Amen. Amen.